0: i've got my notes ready
1: are they in your crypt (laughs) what oh i was just making a joke about that are you razzing me i'm razzing about that extremely creaky noise
0: (laughs) let me just open the vault oh that's my my squeaky chair that's my chamber door that's
1: that's just the top of my tomb
0: <laughs> I was working in my lab.
1: Like one night?
0: I can take I can take a Raz like anybody. <laughs> Throw me a Raz. I'll take a take a Raz like the boys. Zip me too, Daddy. Throw me a little Raz. I just wanna be a Raz I just wanna it's get funny. Raz like the boys at the playground. Let me tell you about my family. Oh, that's two, three, two.
1: propane and propane etc okay everybody it's Saturday morning Tuesdays I want you to dust the pixie dust out of your eyes shake the shake the shake all that flower pollen out of your hair. <laughs> Cause we've been we were we fell asleep, we fell asleep in a field of field of little daisies the three of us three boys we just played and played and played and woke up we just got here now when we are we are just we're just three pleasant good friends playing with daisies and I'm the first Daisy man Rory <laughs> oh wow I don't think I've slept like that in years oh my god I'm Andy
0: and I'm Austin I'm the secret of the pixies. <laughs>
1: That's oh, you what I'm, we came here looking for
0: I'm the secret of the pixies. I'm your best friend. I've always been wow. around.
1: I'm the power <laughs> friendship. Before. That's me, the
0: secret of the pixies.
1: <laughs> uh it may it may sound to you like I uh have some sort of sickness. He just he just breathed too deep of the fairy powder and it made his yeah. it made his it made his throat darker. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, so uh, you know, I, I had too much of a good thing, and now now I sound a, a little bit like uh, I have a raspberry in my in my neck. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to talk around those
0: <laughs> with all this enchanted fruit in my esophagus.
1: <laughs> what did we do this week, you? You, I was going to, I got to, I got to reach my brain. My brain just is too, it's too programmed for dirty words. But here in the magic pixie forest, we're all too, we're just three nice <laughs> boys to each other.
0: So when we're kind and we support our friends, we're yeah, kind of I'm going to have friends. to hit you with the, the pixie <laughs> secret. I <We> have, <laughs> have to throw extra, extra pixie dust on you and make sure you're really nice to your friends. Just <laughs> like we are all naturally to each other.
1: Yeah. And so taking us away from three straight weeks of, of, Fish nastiness. Uh, we we are now doing another one-off special because we still do those, and we decided that we were going to do one of these on Kim Possible. Well, we as a generous Andy wanted to do Kim Possible, and I don't mean that as a as a slam dunk on because we're best friends. I mean we're super uh, good friends. <laughs> we're super very good friends. But I but I do mean is I, I came in with you know virtually no knowledge of this show, so uh, I'm gonna have to lean on my lean on my friends here to to preface any sort of you know information that might might need to be said about the show that we watched
0: I also uh was not super familiar with Kim Possible so okay I didn't I didn't really watch much on the DC on the Disney channel for anybody uh-huh. who didn't watch the DC which I didn't um <laughs> but you know I think at the time this was 2004 or 2002 yeah uh, so I was you know 12 13 and around the time when I was just starting to get real, like, trying to f- get too cool for school, I wasn't. But I wanted... You were
1: you, you were, you were knee-deep in puberty.
0: Aspirationally too cool for school. Yeah. And so I was not interested in the Disney Channel. I wasn't interested in Disney movies. I wanted the cool stuff. I wanted the cool adult, very neat stuff that cool boys liked. <laughs> and stuff that his older brother liked. Because those were cooler. Um, you
1: know, and, and, and to your credit, there was so... Disney is... Such a such a rich, especially the Disney Channel. Such a rich history of terrible content. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. not a leap to to assume you're not going to like something they made. For me at the time, I, I don't feel like it, it, it was so obviously, uh, you know, on the shoulders of these, you know, uh, uh, sh- heads and mm-hmm. shoulders above these other shows.
0: You know, I could trust the pedigree of Cartoon Network pretty soundly, mm-hmm. uh, where I lived mostly. Uh, where I lived my... T- my- <coughs> For my television days. Sorry, I also have some magical raspberries stuck in my <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I watched very little bits of Kim Possible. So I sort of knew the rough characters involved, but I, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't think I, I ever watched an episode from start to finish.
1: Wow. Uh, well, that's in stark contrast to me. Uh, and I've watched all four seasons in both movies at least twice, if not three times in some cases. Uh, and so, and I can't say anything about that here in the land of the pixies.
0: Like <laughs> the Pixies,
1: we're all best friends, and this ain't what nothing Kindness means. is for
0: kindness is... <laughs> or wait, the other way, yeah, the, the other one, bad kindness. <laughs> Whatever. It's like.
1: Wait, we don't have a word for it here. We, <laughs> we don't have a word for it. <laughs> I can't even say it. Um, no, I recognize that I'm, I'm sort of ai I a, I'm, I'm way more into this than you guys are, which is kind of why I wanted to do this because. I don't know. I, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. And to that point, I picked two episodes for us to watch. And here's here's kind of why I picked these ones, right? So the first one is the is episode six of the show. It's called Bueno Nacho, and I picked this because, to my recollection, and based on I was you know reading through the the episode list again, I think this one is a pretty good representation of kind of status quo and what the you know. It's it's kind of like a sampler platter of all the good parts of the show. Yeah, I got a vibe of that. I got the opposite. I was, I mean, in this sen- in the sense that this one opened up more doors to me than it answered. In-, in so much as trying to get a handle on the way that like the 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 point of the show, I was able to kind of just write it off as cartoon nonsense. The fact that they go mm. get jobs. So what I was confused about was the whole their their relationship to to money was so odd, and that's something I was going to talk about a little bit later too with uh, Disney's sort of aristocratic apologism. Let's call yes. it <laughs> like, absolutely. Uh, yeah.
0: So Rory, let's let's help you out a little bit. Let's sort of I guess cover the the sort of top level concept of of KP. Okay, just, just, let's hit me. Just, hit me.
1: Just so that I just so that I get this out there. Um, the other episode that I picked. For us to watch this this uh well, this episode it was season three, episode eleven, which is called Rapping Draken. And I have to tell you, the only reason I chose that episode is because I think it haunts me to this day and it makes me makes the skin on my everywhere crawl. Uh and so I figured we had to get one decent one and one one that I thought was really bad. Yeah. You know. Sure. So okay, so Austin, take it away.
0: Yeah. So basically, uh from the, the history I looked up, it was a couple you know, male animators through Disney, and they wanted to create a show that was a little different. And Disney was looking for a show. They were starting to do more original Disney Channel animated content, and uh, they wanted a show that would appeal to more generation. They wanted like a four quadrant hit,
1: basically. Mm-hmm. And this was, it was in what year? 2002? This was Two. 2002.
0: Yeah. The Dying Gasps of the 90s. Yep. They wanted to make a show that that could appeal to a lot of different people. And these animators kind of pitched that they hadn't seen a lot of women as main characters. And uh, it's really hard to look at this show w- without the context of Buffy, the vampire slayer.
1: Right. Yeah. So that's what I was about to say is, is it, it, it smacks of Buffy not only in, in, in uh, format, but also in tone, right? It, Right. Yep. Absolutely. It has this extremely inventive slang and vernacular that the show uses. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, right down to the same slang. I mean, Buffy was oh, using sure. sitch, you know, like what's the sitch, you know, and then there's like a, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a very overzealous, especially in the first, the first episode we watched. I, it seems like they toned it down a little bit.
1: As it went on. Oh, a little, but they definitely kept it.
0: Oh, also the final episodes are like graduation part one and part two. And those are definitely Buffy episodes too. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, just a lot of, a lot of connective tissue there.
1: It's trying to, trying to ride that, that, that feminism third wave, trying to get it going and get the kids, the younger girls watching, but also trying to keep enough action in there to sort of traditionally appease the boys and get them interested too. And they have Ron in there uh for that but he's and and I like that they didn't make him like a super boy. I like mm-hmm. that he's kind of right. kind of largely pointless. I think that makes it kind Yeah, of but funny. he also he also you know in the in the constellation of comparing it to Buffy is is such an is such a one for one remake of Xander. Xander? Yeah, yes. he's just
0: just a Xander. Yeah. Yeah, I think the original pitch was Kim Possible can do anything Ron can't.
1: <laughs> Ron
0: stoppable cannot.
1: Well, and of course, I mean, we should talk about that, right? That's her name. Her name is Kim Possible, and Ron's name is Ron Stoppable. Right. Like, like we're... It's fun. W- you know, we're, we're going broad strokes right from the, like, concept of the whole show. Yeah, but the, it's funny when they, when they let it breathe, but not in any interesting... Well, I'm not going to use it as a way to take a dig at the show, but it's like they just everybody else in her family just has normal names there oh yeah. yeah and i think that's very funny they didn't try to make puns out of it it's just like only yeah, kim possible no. is the pun it's like it I, was a happy accident
0: right i love her family by the way i love oh, yeah. the whole situation so that they just don't they don't go too much into they just really use it as like ah eh, whatever she's a spy or she's yeah. a secret agent she's a crime fighter um she's not working for an agency she's just like a free agent
1: she's entirely uh, freelance
0: entirely oh. freelance yeah she doesn't where does she get all the gizmos
1: is it, uh man just it's weird because of wade wade's like i don't because know i guess wade, wade, you can't just say that like that's a thing <laughs> you know because of wade
0: that's wade's just the like way it is
1: <laughs> wade's like there's are sort of pseudo agoraphobia of uh, agoraphobic like Q. He's just smart. If He's you're super smart. smart, smart. Enough, you
0: don't need any money. <laughs>
1: uh, there's an episode where they uh, they examine they go back in time and they see her and her first mission and deciding to become a, a secret agent. Uh, well, not very secret, just an agent. And uh, it, it's basically akin to a babysitting gig. Like that's how they that's how like they just, just it. sees it like on a like a, a poster on a on a pole <laughs> somewhere on a lamppost. <laughs> no, agents wanted. No, I most I mostly just mean that that's how this that's how she treats it and how the show kinda treats it. Like it's, no, it's I as get, if I get she has a no. babysitting gig uh, and it's that, like that, that is yeah, that makes sense. Uh well it doesn't make any sense, but I can understand the the internal <laughs> logic of it. And her dad's right. a rocket scientist and her mom's a brain surgeon.
0: Yeah, and the coolest part is that they all know this uh-huh. isn't a sure. secret to anybody. Anybody. She doesn't have a secret identity, she doesn't have to hide you know, she's not in class and she'd be like, "Oh no, I got uh got to throw up and then you got to run out and like stop the villain or whatever." It's like, "No, nah, dude, I'm I'm just an international crime fighter. I got to I got to peace out."
1: And I do I think that's that. pretty unique.
0: Yeah, it is. Because they're throwing away a lot of generic episodes that we've already seen.
1: Oh, of of like the Oh, he's going to find out about yeah, my yeah, secret. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. That's fair. You you lose so much of the cool it all depends on the style of the show. There, there, there are no stakes to this in the traditional sense, right? That's no. right. You don't need the facade of pretending that you know some secret villain, some villain's going to find your identity and you know murder your whole family. That can't happen on Kim Possible. No, <laughs> no. It's it's, a, it's a much more. Up- <laughs> right. So, so no, I, I don't
0: even think Draken owns a gun.
1: <laughs> yeah, he'd probably think that was kind of oogie. The show at least is smart enough to know it has no stakes. Mm-hmm. and and will uh, you know so in the first one we watch we probably should zip into at this moment in a moment yeah. the stakes is will she earn enough money to get a jacket right, it, that that's that's what <laughs> is at the jacket that to buy a jacket at the end is is the thing that she risks in this episode she might not she might not get it
0: right the real problems are teen problems and yeah. then yeah. the the window dressing is like blowing up a volcano lair i mean it falls <laughs> short, it falls short a
1: little bit to me because I have no emotional attachment to the coat. Like, I still don't really care whether she wins <laughs> or loses, but at least it's a start. Yeah. Uh, speaking of starts, that's a horrible, that's a horrible one. But we're going to transition right anyway. In. Let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm your basic average girl,
0: and I'm here to save the world. You can't stop me because I'm impossible. There is nothing uh, sparkle to sparkle friendship. Uh, daisies and daffodils just floating around here. Bubbles, maybe, uh, if you want. Uh, it's a bunch of us friends here in this sweet meadow uh, with the pixies and the magic, everything that Rory described, uh, but just slightly worse because I forget some of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is our wonderful
0: theme, and, and we're back and we're going to talk about this first episode we watched of Kim Possible, season one, episode six, Bueno Nacho. And mm-hmm. here is the knobs. Kim takes a job at Bueno Nacho to pay for a fashionable jacket, convincing the reluctant Ron to keep her company by applying for him, too. As Ron's career kicks off and he becomes assistant manager, the evil Dr. Drakken plots to destroy Wisconsin from inside a giant (laughs) wheel of cheese. Capturing Kim in the process. In order to save her, Ron must choose between his career or duty as a sidekick.
1: I love love so many things about this episode, but it's like, I kind of picked it because it was middle of the road, like average. Like this is like I said, you know, sort of a, a grab bag of things that are that this show is. Mm-hmm. But some of the jokes in this episode still make me laugh every time. Oh yeah. I think this no, is I mean a very funny show.
0: I enjoyed this episode a lot. I think this was a this was a good choice, Andy. Nice work.
1: Hey, thanks. Thanks. Hey.
0: Mm. Rory, say something nice about Andy.
1: <laughs> Andy, you've got you've got you've got sweet eyes. You've got the eyes of a of a of a, of a beautiful a, pig, of a beautiful <laughs> plump pig. But the eyes—that's a the, compliment. But the, well, the eyes, but think about the eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I want to take that personally, but I, I somehow can't in this in this beautiful meadow. Like I can basically just say, "Oh my gosh, thank you." That's all I can really say. So, okay, so what did you guys? <laughs> What do you guys think of Doctor Draken?
0: I I love him with Shigo. With Shigo,
1: the She-go. two of them together makes sense. And Shigo, my girl, oh fuck, what's her name? Uh, Mad TV. Oh um, yeah, she's awesome. It's Nicole Sullivan, who's also yeah. you know Joan of Arc from Clone High. Um, oh and that's it. That's where many seasons of Mad TV. Uh, they made Shigo. They wrote Shigo for her. Like, oh yeah. She's so incredible. I love Shigo because she's so fucking sarcastic all the time. But like, you can tell that she's basically just hanging around Doctor Draken because he's like, well, he's always trying to take over the world. So I'm always gonna have like, you know, an income and some crazy <laughs> shit to fight. He
0: job stability. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but she doesn't like, like that a lot. No. No,
0: yeah, no, there's a great line in uh, I think it's in this episode. Maybe it's the next one where um, they're waiting on like the laser to heat up. And she's just like, it's not going to be ready yet. Read a magazine or something. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's
1: yeah. And then great. he like rolls up his sleeves and he's like, excuse me, Kim, I have to go make a scene. <laughs> <laughs> Their dynamic it's, is so much fun.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a good it's a good villain dynamic. I don't think we see quite enough of well yeah mm-hmm. cuz
1: you really can't it, it's 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 unique to a show where the show is not the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh we when i was talking about the stakes of the show is to find a jacket. Yep. For for him to have that kind of relationship with her, there the it, it can't ever be that he has any sort of emotional investment in succeeding or failing in a meaningful way, in a way where he loses ego to yeah. to to the to the loss of it. He lost the battle and he lives to fight another day and that's all he really thinks about it yeah because he's going to come back next episode with a scheme about evil shampoo and Uh it's fine that's just another that's just another week for dr Draken.
0: well so in the episode um what we go through is kim starts like hungry for fashion (laughs) and this is sort of my first as this episode being my first look at kim possible
1: Uh uh-huh
0: there were a lot of great things about the episode. I think maybe my least favorite though was my first impression is literally her only talking about fashion. And then we see her talk to another woman. We talked to Shigo later on the ski on the ski mobiles. And they're both just trading jabs about fashion and like uh-huh. yeah. skincare. And it's like it, yeah. it it comes back to that, like, okay, this is like a, what a bunch of older men just think that teen girls sound like it's like what do what do teens love i guess the girls talk about tops and like <laughs> coats
1: well and yeah, on the pimples, disney channel in 2002 probably. feminism means consumerism so yeah that's that's kind of what it is right like <laughs> like yeah i think they tone this part of it down especially as the show goes on um, yeah
0: it was definitely, I mean, you also think about like, huh, all right. You know, what does Buffy do? I guess Buffy would like fight a vampire and then say not in that coat or something. And then, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But again, yeah, it's, it was a little, it was my, as my first like entry into the character of Kim, it was, <laughs> it wasn't the strongest impression for me.
1: Yeah. And Buffy's also a real person. I mean, the, you know, the, the actress, Miss Sarah Michelle Geller, like she exists. <laughs> we get to see when you animate somebody and you animate them hot it's not the same thing right and you can't yeah you you have to kind of take a step back if you if you want to have any sort of dimensionality to to a, a, a female character or you know that that likes fashion and likes kicking it is just different when you draw them super you know you draw them well well shaped and yeah. I like well shaped. I think that that's the power of the Daisy field. You can't, say, Daisy anything field more can't say anything nasty
0: about this <laughs> underage girl. Well, I think there was a theme. There was this current happening around 2001. This sort of like, yes, feminism's quote, strong female characters where they just have to do kung fu. And then you can point <laughs> and say, look, there's a strong female character. Like when Cameron Diaz does like the Matrix in Shrek.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, like oh, yeah.
0: look. She's a strong female character because she knows how to do karate. And it's like <laughs> yeah. not not necessarily.
1: No, and this this definitely smacks of like, like, look, she just beat the shit out about somebody, and she does girly shit, like just nag you all the time about buying a coat. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like like there's still just kind of a bit of judgment happening in there.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, this show still gets points for, you know, living in the environment that it was in and choosing to have a female lead. Yeah. And You know, I mean, when not too many other people can do it, you can kind of get away with being not 2019 about it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, uh,
1: Yeah. it's a it's a it's a respectable B (laughs) minus. Yeah. And obviously it was well liked. Yeah. Uh, By me, for sure. When I was a kid. Yeah. But also like a
0: lot. It was the most watched show on the Disney Channel for like a while.
1: And it was, I think, the longest running show for a really long time that Disney had never made. Um, except Phineas and Ferb took that, that trophy a while ago. But, uh, you know, uh, well, while we're, while we're in the dark place, I mean, the, the, <laughs> scratch that cause I can't say those words here. Well, while, while we're, <laughs> while, while we're somewhere that, that the show is critiquable, yeah. um, they did something I really didn't care for. And I think if it was anything but mariachi music, it would have been really overtly not okay. Where whenever somebody kind of makes a joke about the Mexican food, they do this little this little sting, this little uh-huh. guitar sting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If it was sushi, you couldn't play. No, you, know, you could, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it really doesn't play if you if you change it to any other culture. But
0: it, yeah, somehow it's, it's like more culturally acceptable when it's like when it's like Mexic- fiesta music. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's because. To, to get back to the plot of the episode, uh, they both take jobs at Bueno Nacho, um, which is the fast food joint, you know, a la Taco Bell that they basically spend all their time at, which is like also kind of weird when you think about it. Like this hot super agent teen is like spending all of her time at Bueno Nacho but you, know, you can't kids think have too hard about it.
0: Good metabolism. All right. <laughs> they can, they need to eat a lot and they're going to get a lot of carbs from big burritos. <laughs> the, so, I mean, this, this episode is also significant because Ron creates the knocko in uh-huh. this episode, uh, the as they're just sort of playfully deal. eating. And he creates a nacho taco that he calls the nacho, And, uh, this was actually featured recently on hit cooking YouTube series, Binging with Babish, <laughs> where he created the Knocko. Um, so I knew that from that. Uh, I didn't know that you don't was get, this you episode. Don't get,
1: you don't get cartoon points for watching Binging with Babish. No, I don't don't know not watch my that.
0: cooking YouTube shows, though. Get off my dick.
1: Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Not in the meadow. <laughs> away. We can't do that here. We can't um, do that here.
0: But, uh, but the Naka will be a running gag through the rest of the series.
1: Yeah, uh, because they add it to the menu officially at Bueno Nacho uh, after right. Ron invents it. And, and that's the main thing that happens here, right, is that Ron, Ron and Kim both get the job at the same time. But Ron is way better at food service than she is. And instantly, like over the course of half of this episode, becomes the assistant manager and goes on a big power trip. Uh, and Kim gets jealous of how good he is at his job, and this sort of you know makes them kind of get into a fight with each other. Uh, well, again, I, not he, not super big stakes, but it's enough of a B plot, right?
0: She's barely jealous. I mean, more than anything, she is. She's annoyed still she doesn't just...
1: get privileges, right? She's not really <laughs> <Right>. jealous, <laughs> but I mean, she, she does just wants also to leave. have this
0: have this you know world protecting job.
1: But it doesn't help with. I still don't understand how money works in this show now. <laughs> because yeah. now she has a second job so i get that she was a babysitter free agent but so, so there's no <laughs> money in it but so i guess there's no money in it right that well she, she gets paid back for her philanthropy with favors which is That's sort what of it's, another yeah they kind of yeah they point that out okay so why does she get the babysitting why does she do it in the first place was it not about money in episode one uh to be honest that it well it's not explained in episode one it's like in a it's in a movie called a sitch in time Okay. Uh, And they go back in time. I personally don't remember exactly why she does it. All right. Well, so I think that is a good example, though, of what I was talking about before, where the show has the people consuming it and creating it have just such a different relationship with money than normal people. (laughs) She's got rich parents. She does a job for free. And then she gets another job just for jacket money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's true. I didn't really think about it, it's it's
1: ridiculous, and and the fact that she's also still like a she's a stellar student and a cheerleader. Like she's got time somehow to save the world, work bueno nacho, hang out with Ron at home, do extracurricular cheerleading practice, study, do her paper that she's writing in that second episode like weeks in advance, and still get like straight A's. Like, oh, it's a completely impossible premise if you were to, you know, deconstruct it that way. But, <laughs> it's, you know, it's insane. not the most impossible part of the show. So, <laughs> you know, it kind of... Or kinda... the most Kim-possible oh, part of the show. Oh, boy, what
0: a very funny joke. <laughs> Look, if Ron ties his shoes in the morning, he gets an award.
1: <laughs> they ask you to swallow a lot to watch this show. <laughs> yeah, so Kim catches up with Drek in in, uh, in Wisconsin... They do a little Kung Fu. Yeah. Yeah. Cause his plan, he stole a big laser and he wants he stole to do a very the, big the, laser and she, and got away when she, when she was tracking him down at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And Wade has finally got the four one one on where Draken is. In the meantime, she's just been working at the taco hut.
0: Yeah. Kind of. Uh, although. So when she gets, she gets into a, into a fight with Ron. And then one of my favorite parts is she, uh, she gets mad and then she talks to her mom on the phone
1: Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> which,
0: even without the gag at the end, was just kind of a nice thing that you don't normally see in a movie.
1: That's Is true. like
0: a teen like connecting to her mom as like a as a confidant, as like a person to just like vent to. Sure. And, and it's not
1: just like it's like I want to vent about Ron. We had a fight, and I also want to vent about like. And I didn't catch this super villain dragon, and it's really bumming me out, and like
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's super cool it's and yeah, she doesn't have to be coy, she doesn't have to make up weird excuses and about her, you know, she's like, okay, have a great time now with your saving the world, <laughs> you know, have fun storming the castle
1: yeah it's a it's a good observation where in a, in the show where you have to keep your identity a secret, the parents have to basically be blind idiots to your yep. to right. your entire life for that to, for the concept to really work like the fact they don't know that their kid is out at all hours of the night right. fighting <laughs> crime so the fact that the show doesn't hide it means that they don't have to treat the parents like dummies
0: yeah right. and she can have a great relationship now of course in this at the end of the phone call it's revealed that her mom has her on speakerphone while she's performing brain surgery <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is very good <laughs> which is I wanted- very good I feel like if this was later in the show, they would have had the gag like be a little better and they would have had like one of her one of her other like nurses or something be like, oh, yeah, that sounds really rough. Like over the phone or something, you know, like, oh, have sure. them participate. But
0: there is a great gag at the end where she is this. Oh, and dad's picking up nachos. This <laughs> is a good callback.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of callbacks, we got to talk about this giant cheese wheel. Um, Yes, yes. Because this is my favorite fucking gag in the whole episode. The best, the best. It's so good. Uh, Draken decides that I mean, I mean, his stupid plan is that he's going to you know cover Wisconsin with magma and then rebuild it as Drakenville. But he's set up inside of the world's biggest cheese wheel, and there's this running gag where like I think like like Kim hears this tour guide on like a on like a tram talking like oh and you know many people assume this is a cheese covered building but in fact this marvel of dairy product architecture is 100 percent wisconsin cheese and <laughs> like people just keep asking throughout the rest of the episode like is this a cheese covered building and she's like oh no it's all 100 percent cheese <laughs> it's a great running
0: gag um and it winds it's up so having good. a significance to the plot at the end but uh-huh. I kind of actually kind of wished it hadn't because it was really funny by itself <laughs> just as a non, as a non sequitur to keep sure. coming back to. Um, yeah. There was also a nice uh, bit of self-awareness that you don't always see kids shows go for, but where she throws out a bad joke of like, Oh, that's where they cut the cheese. And then hear like mild laughter from the tour guides. And she's like, yeah. Um. <laughs> Where I it's know. like, but as the audience, <laughs> uh, yeah, as the audience, we're like, yeah, it's not that funny, but they're kind of
1: vamping. They, they on don't it.
0: have to. They're vamping on it. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they can kind of make a fake joke mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, this is a bad joke," and like, don't don't spend your time laughing on it is <laughs> is good, and I, and I like it. Instead of like doing a weird like double take to the camera, like, "Hey, did you hear this joke?" I'm looking at you, fish, please.
1: <laughs> uh, we actually, my we, we, it's actually illegal to say those two words in order in this field of data. <laughs> in, in the meadow, we can't
0: speak of. <laughs> can't say. Is that going to be bleeped out when I say?
1: Yeah, pl-? yeah, it's gonna. <laughs> yeah, we actually can't hear it.
0: So the uh, the the battle happens in the cheese in the big cheese covered building.
1: The battle happens in the uh, cheese.
0: Yeah, in the cheese.
1: <laughs> they do it in the cheese. The laser.
0: Uh Is gonna melt it and make the magma happen, and Ron uh comes to her rescue because I guess Wade finds out and then messages. Yeah, Wade Wade calls
1: Ron on his like his manager headset. Right, Um, he's got to
0: choose to leave his day job when she does. You know, no contest. It's he just you know. And it
1: was a fun reversal where you know in in the episode up till now. Uh, Ron, Ron is, is torn between his, you know, as we mentioned, you know, his psychic duties and, and this, this restaurant where he has a, he does a good job and he's rewarded for his hard work and talent. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I love you putting it that way. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so we get to this point where he's, uh, he comes to save her and, she is really grateful. She's like, I, I know you you know risked a, you know you sacrificed a lot to leave the job and come get me.
0: How did he and, get to Wisconsin, by the way?
1: I don't know. I know I'm sure he just had to you know yeah fly in a pay jet for like her a plane
0: ticket to okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but it was a cool little twist where he's like, oh, it's no contest at all. Wade said you are in trouble. I just can't. right. Yeah, <laughs> like there yep. was no actual conflict in that moment. He was just he just, right. Wanted to come do do right by his friend. In fact,
0: the synopsis of the episode, the synopsis of the episode said he has to choose between his and that's career. I what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's not even, that was for half of a second. Yeah. He yeah. Did. But yeah, he shows up um, and they save the day. The one thing I will say was a week that was weaker about this episode was it seemed like there was an attempt to use the cheese to tie it into.
1: To the nacho the, cheese.
0: The, yeah, to tie it uh-huh. into the Mexican restaurant, yeah, and it
1: really didn't. No, no. It, it felt like completely out of nowhere.
0: You know, normally when they bring the stuff in as like you would need a third thing for
1: this to be the cheese episode,
0: right? And and this is more—it's the Mexican food episode. Mm-hmm. Right. And if if somehow they had to, if the if the main crux of the plot was something like they left the store and then suddenly. They had to serve up uh, an antidote to poison people, and by serving them burritos or some, I don't know. Yeah, that's
1: but what I'm saying, some, yeah. they needed a third thing. They needed something yeah, else like, that kind of made their, you, you know, two points is not necessarily a uh, a line. Yeah, and I mean, like it is somehow, a line, but you know, somehow maybe uh, maybe it's not data. two points is not yeah. data. No, somehow maybe uh, maybe Ron's newfound like multitasking food service skills would have come in handy in an unexpected way, trying to work the laser or something. But do you they know?
0: surf the, the molten cheese on, like on nachos, you know, like, yeah, do they, yeah like, exactly. Like it could have been anything,
1: but it really wasn't.
0: Yeah. Cause the, the episode is called Bueno Nacho. And I it, mean, he could he have just, just kind
1: he of, could have just wrapped all the lava up in some sort of like, you know, giant tortilla, like, you know, <laughs> right. If they <laughs> made, made a huge magma,
0: if they called this episode, the big cheese and took out the Mexican restaurant entirely, it would still be the same. Yeah, it would have been so much funnier if
1: they were at, like, some sort of Wisconsin cheese restaurant, some imaginary restaurant. Right. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> and then they wouldn't have upset me with their little Mexican jingle. <laughs> right. Or it would have just been very confusing. Yeah. Or it would work, yeah, because it wouldn't be, a bl- you know, blatantly offensive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, that, uh, yeah, that was, the, that was the one, I think, weird structural thing about the episode that didn't quite come together for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And so the, the cheese wheel fight comes to an end uh, as Ron makes the laser go haywire and he blasts all the cheese and it starts melting around everybody. And Draken is like, oh, please don't tell me this place is actually made of cheese. I thought it was a cheese covered building. And the <laughs> tour guide like floats by on the cheese and is like, oh, golly, no, you'd be surprised. And then like, buried, like she like goes down and presumably just dies inside the cheese. Yeah,
0: she gets covered in hot cheese.
1: <laughs> hot Swiss. Um. And yeah, so that's, that's this one. Uh, I think that it's pretty representative. Um, Clearly there's a lot of like the major elements of the show would be like, you know, there's some school drama. There's big angry supervillains that are all kind of uh, over the top ridiculous. There's a lot of globe trotting that happens in a very James Bondy sort of way. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of very funny jokes and some presumably pretty smart writing. I mean, like we talked about, they, you know, they fall short of tying everything together here, but they're usually pretty good about their like a plot, B plot theme matching. Sure. Um, generally. So, I mean, these are all the reasons that I thought it was pretty intelligent when I was a kid. I thought it was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun.
0: I can, no, I can see it. it. It definitely has that meta bent to it. It has the commentary heavy, uh, style that, you know it's self-aware it knows that it's parodying parody parodying other stuff James Bond and Buffy and spy content that also has fun with itself yeah it's good it has good callbacks it, yeah i mean it's just it's solid comedy writing
1: and just that killer cast let's be real
0: yeah yeah everybody's been in this every voice actor who's ever done a voice role is in this show at some <laughs> point y-
1: yes they are i mean okay we didn't even I'm not. Gonna, we need to talk about the next episode, so let's let's f- remember to do this. But we haven't even talked about Rufus. Okay. And so the second one that we uh, we wanted to talk about is uh, season three, episode eleven. It's called Rappin' Draken. Uh, if that doesn't make you a little scared. Well, you know, you should be. So here's the synopsis. After the dramatic <laughs> sinking of his latest plot, Draken turns to a televised music contest to promote his own line of mind controlling shampoo. To thwart his plans, Kim decides to enter in the show herself. Which is a weird. They say that. I didn't like that. That uh, is such a nitpicky complaint, but it really annoyed <laughs> me. The, the announcer says, and now welcome to the stage, Kim Possible, but it's Ron. Ron does all the rapping. Yeah. Kim uh-huh. does nothing. And yeah, the synopsis I, and the show treat it like she did something. <laughs> 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 it's true. It is all Ron. Ron erasure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Where's the credit for the white man? <laughs> <laughs> uh so so while we're thinking about it, uh, let's just I just want to tell you a fact about Rufus that you may or may not have known. Uh that shitty little naked mole rat is voiced by uh the same voice as Bart, right. Bart Simpson. And it just Talk over my fun fact, Austin. <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> zip, I have more authority zip, zip, zip,
0: zip. because I met Nancy Cartwright in Scotland. So we've met. Oh, I so thought you Nance, were going to say as, as the meadow I, pixie. As
1: the meadow pixie, no, I'm allowed to, you know. <laughs>
0: no, this is me as 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 clear, amazing, professional celebrity meter, Austin Bridges, who met Nancy Cartwright in Scotland. Now, Nancy and I are good friends. We we did the Bartman together.
1: Hey, you know what? You're a little piece of sh. Oh, no. Oh, hey. no. I'm getting I'm getting taken away. I said a bad thing. Get out of our meadow, you crook! (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I've been back and I'm I'm reconditioned. There's nothing bad that's going to come out of my mouth now. The meadow is everything. Six more hours
0: of masturbatory celebrity (laughs) stories. So So buckle
1: up, buckle up. That sounds wonderful and like my 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 wildest dream.
0: Good. Well, let's talk about this episode.
1: (laughs) Perfect. So, Coach. Oh, speaking of masturbatory celebrity
0: stuff. Tell us about tell us about Mr. B, Andy. Tell us how he sounds.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can do the voice today because of my sickness. Uh, but oh, well, I'll tell you. So Coach Barkin is Patrick Warburton, and uh, this episode opens in a wonderful way where they're all outside for class and it's pouring. And he's like, "Okay, per your request, we have class outside today." And Ron's like, "Uh, basically, like that request was for last week and it was nice weather." <laughs> And he says he says the best line. He says, do you have any idea the bureaucratic nightmare enta- entailed in having class outside feel lucky we're doing it at all? And yeah, I just fucking love bureaucratic nightmare because it's just so like shit the kids wouldn't care about about school and paperwork. I actually went online after after uh, starting this episode. So we've gone now. It's now about two seasons later. Oh, is I thought this about th- Ron's voice. Yeah, they had. I thought they had a completely different actor for Ron.
0: Yeah, I, I checked that too.
1: It he has not. completely flanderized over the last two seasons. He,
0: dude, he went from zero to Jerry Lewis. Like <laughs> he became like high pitched. Like I it sounded like they had pitched him up or something. Yeah, he's no. doing the squeaky
1: nerd voice that he was. That was the other squeaky nerd in the first episode. That's why right. I was like, did, "Yeah, he was." Ma- oh, do, doing Eddie Deason, the the, the most recognizable voice. In- yeah, doing Mandark. Mandark, <laughs> Eddie Deason! <laughs> bueno Nacho SOP. Excuse me. Standard operating procedures. Learn them. Know them. Live them. I'm gonna get you for this. <laughs> he's Ned, the, the the manager of the Bueno Nacho. <laughs>
0: yeah, and now that's that's just Ron all the time. <laughs>
1: It's kind of wild. I know. It's it's it is weird. They really went far on it. All right. So time is running out, but I will not panic, KP. You're panicking, aren't you? Totally! Like
0: before he was like, <laughs> Kim, never work where you food. Like, <laughs> <"Hey, Kim!"> <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude
1: <laughs> Oh boy.
0: What happened to you? <laughs> yeah. This episode was I think Yeah, you pick this one because it's a bit of a -a (laughs) stinkeroo.
1: Yeah. And I feel that. You know how sometimes on the Disney Channel, they would like, I don't know, they'd trot forward their newest like pop idol or they would do, you know, they'd essentially act like some of the shit content they'd made is like good enough to go on a highlight reel or something. Mm. I think that there were times when they would air the naked mole rap. As like a music video in between shows or stuff like hey look at this (laughs) thing that we made that's so good it's the naked mole rap and it's like no no one wanted to revisit this
0: this feels like this was a studio note and then the creators were like oh god all right well let's let's make it i guess because we have to
1: (laughs) Uh, i had sort of mixed feelings on it so the 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 rap episode isn't good (laughs) and (laughs) And the the things that everybody raps about is is not interesting or funny. That being said, I want to give it a little bit a little bit of hip hop points for not kind of leaning too hard on Sugar Hill Gang or Will Smith yeah, as sure. would be expected. It has a little bit of musical sophistication. It, it feels more like it's. You know, kind of like a 90s rap, like just it's yeah. just got a better it's got better, better musical sophistication. And and I hate to say it, but Ron Stoppable's got some flow. Yeah. So it's just that the words <laughs> were all bad. But yeah. they were <laughs> <laughs> right. so bad. Yeah. But the actual like quality of the hip hop was kind of there.
0: Well, and at least they they leaned into the to it being uncool from the top. Yes. You know like he talked to an actual rapper to Which MC I
1: Honey, is didn't that didn't right? like at all. Yeah.
0: The first and brown
1: person we've seen is a rapper. <laughs> right. It, there is a there is a, a black girl character in this show who is another of Kim's friends who's features prominently throughout the Fair second enough. and third season. So Wade
0: is African American too.
1: Oh, that's I'm right. Wade, he just lives in the computer. I'd forgotten yeah, about
0: that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Thankfully, MC Honey doesn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah, and she just, like, bounces funny. out, like, no, and, and, oh, try my brainwashing shampoo, and, like, no,
1: no I'm, be I'm doing gone.
0: That. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good for me. That's not <laughs> going to work for me, Chief, so, yeah, so then he has to do it himself, and.
1: Uh, and, again, I, I, w- I want to plug my my dig on Disney's complete lack of knowledge and self-awareness about itself and its content. Yeah. Uh-huh. So- so um what's what's Draken's psychic name? Uh, Shigo. uh Shigo. Shigo. Okay. So she's listening to music and and it's hip hop and that's kind of what gives gives him the idea. But um she he he takes out her headphones and puts them in his ears and she's she says something along the lines of you know good rappers name brands name the brands of things in their music. It's like no no hacks do that. You've just <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you've That's just from described from like a PowerPoint slide
1: on like yeah. You've research. just you've, you've just described what your sort of like consumer brand like corporate rap does, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, and I love I love how much Shigo is just hating this whole idea because this yeah. is the, like Draken's plan in this episode is one long string of what the fuck is he even thinking because he's got. A, he's made before the episode even starts. He's made a shampoo that controls people. Like if you've got the te- if you've got the 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 technology to control people's brains, like why have why do you, why do you like put it in a shampoo and have to sell it to people? So, like my water supply, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. There's that, but I did think it was a fun little twist on the sort of like brain control. You know, whatever you know, what, right. whatever, a silly whatever. Silly twist on it. The silly it twist on the brain control thing fun. is that is that you have to initially convince them to use it, and that
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so you have to sell it. Yeah, right. I, it's not I, like positioning a moon laser or something. And, and then no. after
1: that, I I I really would have preferred to see him do a little bit more of like a you know snake oil man scheming than just uh-huh. trying to rap about it, and th- that would work. But it mm-hmm. get a, It also it also handles another issue where there's no real logical way to get to a rap episode organically with these characters. No. Uh-uh. So at least it leads into that and just says, Oh, this is just a bad idea from a crazy person. That's what got us here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking <laughs> true. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't, I don't mean to upset the, the upset the pixies. The pixies. <laughs> um, so my favorite, my favorite line in the whole episode is, when he shows Shigo the shampoo label, and it says, lather, rinse, and obey. And she says,
0: aren't you being a little too upfront here?
1: Truth in labeling law, Shigo. I'm a supervillain, not a corporate shyster. It's
0: yeah. Like, he's got to well, be honest about his product. He's, like,
1: so lawful evil sometimes. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> That's true. It's so good. Yeah. But he is a corporate <laughs> shyster. He makes a corporate <laughs> brand musician and says his brand name in it. I know. <laughs> Ugh! There's a point where he does like a, a a commercial, like a Vidal Sassoon style commercial for his shampoo, and it's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's just Draken and his long flowing rat tail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sort you of know. becomes an anime rat tail. he has has a sailor moon transformation (laughs) oh boy
0: yeah but it's not selling is his problem you know he's done this commercial he's like marketed as a brainwashing shampoo brainwashing shampoo yeah yeah we yeah get the joke Uh there yeah and yeah it's not selling and people are not buying it because they're not idiots and i do love that i love that it's not like <laughs> oh people are suddenly buying it and now it's working. It's like no, dude, you it's it's gonna poison you. Like it's bad. <laughs> like it's it's bad shampoo. Nobody bought it. Uh, so yeah. So now he's got now he they're watching um, what is it, American Star Maker? So it's yep. their like American Idol show, America's Got Talent show, and uh, they have sort of a Simon Cowell similar simulacrum. Doesn't have a British accent, but is effectively Simon Cowell. He's the mean, yeah. the mean man uh, who wouldn't survive in this pixie matter. No, he would turn, he'd, turn a... into
1: flames. <laughs> <laughs> you would actually wouldn't hurt him. It would just, we would just be able to observe that he's a bad man, <laughs> he, and then he'd change his ways.
0: He'd just become eight squirrels. That's what happens to all bad people. Is they become eight squirrels. They become eight squirrels. <laughs> Poof.
1: into um, squirrels. There's a weird thing that implies a strangeness about this whole setup that I love where she goes like, like, their plan isn't working. And she goes like, all right, uh, see you Monday. And he's like, oh, shit, it's Friday. Sorry, I just was swearing again. And, uh, and apparently have they to go, go you on the nose with my pixie stick. <laughs> <laughs> but we learned we learned two things from from this this like two seconds of show. And one is that she go gets weekends.
0: Yeah, she like Like a real
1: job. And two two supervillains who don't like each other very much go do karaoke on Friday nights, <laughs> and I love both of those things.
0: It's great. That's a nice touch.
1: I I I really enjoy their relationship because I I, I don't know it. it, it she's both ex- constantly exasperated with him, but does stick around. You yep. know, like and and try to be more or less genuine in her support of him. And they do have like a semi-romantic implication as the show goes along, but it's not hmm. like a healthy one or one that's like, we're dating, <laughs> you know, it's a little it's bit kinda, a little Joker and Harley or what's going yeah, on. Yeah. A little bit more, well, a little bit like that. And they, and they're clearly like a, a parallel to the, to the Kim Ron dynamic where like, sure. The guy, the guy is pretty much like worthless and the girl is yeah. the one doing all the heavy lifting. And then, and then clearly there's a Kim and Ron romance thing that slowly happens over the course of the show. And so, I don't know if that's clear. Was that clear? Well, no, at least I didn't pick up on that. I would say only if you are gonna kind of. I, I bought into it just well. Uh, in the in the first episode we watched, she does this like pouty face that he's you know that he's yeah. weak to, which you can't really do to your friends if you are not romantically. <laughs> you like. Just, but I, I I read it as a one off joke, not a not a season you know not a four season long implication about their budding romance, right right. And depending on some
0: show creators, like, there is just romance in every frame. And anytime and, uh, yeah. there's a man or a right. woman yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, same yeah. scene, you know. And to see this really not emphasized at all in the show is super refreshing. It's just good to have, like...
1: That's what I liked as well Positive, it. Um, because, not to digress again here, but really, quick, really quickly, they made three seasons and two movies. And the second movie ended the show. um. And at the end of that movie, spoilers, sorry, spoilers, everybody. At the end of that movie, not Kim and in Ron, the meadow, you criminal, <laughs> <laughs> Kim and Ron get together at the end of the second movie. And that's that's like the end of the show. But fans freaked out so much and they wanted to see Kim and Ron together after that. And there was so much of an outcry that Disney Channel was like, "Uh, you guys need to make one more season. And they were like, OK, but that's weird because we got the two main characters together. But they figured it out. And it was still really cool in season four because they did the same approach it's not like they skip the lovey-dovey. Uh, they skip the the honeymoon phase. And, sure, they're just they're just a couple they're now. Just, they're just a couple now, and they still do the same shit they did before. Except once in a while, in an episode or two, they kiss, and you're like,
0: all right, "All right,
1: all yeah. right, I like this." That's fair. That's so fair. I I also really like that approach that they had to their their relationship.
0: Yeah, it was yeah,
1: it's well handled. But unfortunately, you did say a spoiler in the meadow, and the pixies have come to to tear you into nine nine squirrels. No,
0: oh, nine? they also hate you talk about anime, so they will they'll How be coming did, to collect that? on that.
1: I didn't as well. talk about it.
0: Not when today. They have long memories. They have your record. They, oh yeah.
1: No. Yeah, I oh, fed God. all your demerits
0: into the <laughs> pixie magic machine, and, and they're mad.
1: <laughs> they're mad. <laughs>
0: Oh no! So look before Andy gets you know gets flown into a buzzed or whatever into a a (laughs) jambalaya (laughs) of squirrel beds. Let's cover the rest of this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Uh, Okay, so everything everything comes to a head at this at this American Idol show, and Draken is going to perform. And wait, by the way,
0: he's hypnotized his way into being on the show he found the steam room (laughs) of the producer yeah um and used to shampoo on this this bald man um (laughs) i guess still felt like he needed shampoo Mm -hmm. uh felt like a bit of a whiff on on that that aspect but uh (laughs) he brainwashed him and then brainwashed the simon cowell character and found his way on stage
1: but they the but kim has wade and wade Hacked their computers, I guess, and now Kim is on the docket for the day to perform. And so we get Draken rapping, and then Shigo and Kim have a fight, and Kim can't make it to her performance. So Ron raps. Oh, uh, so she was technically gonna rap. She was slated to go on stage. Yeah, I yes. thought it was always then, gonna be Ron. I missed that.
0: Okay, no, Ron. Ron had it for her, but he was basically writing. So this this whole like C plot of the episode was. <laughs> that Ron had not written his creative writing assignment yet. Mm -hmm. He had the idea for it. It was going to be autobiographical. It was going to be about his relationship with, uh, Rufus. Rufus. Thank you. The naked mole rat and the story about how they met. And he hadn't written it yet. He hadn't written this, this story yet. So he wrote a rap for Kim ostensibly for Kim, I guess. But, uh, it was, it was his, his story of meeting Rufus. So, when Kim is fighting Shago backstage uh, and can't go on, then Ron has to go out and perform this this rap after Draken has already done his
1: his word crimes.
0: Word crimes.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about Doctor D's Oof. this this horrible rap man with you know he's got he's got a Doctor D necklace hanging. Mean, there's so much like bad stuff in here.
0: Bunch. Bunch. Bunch.
1: Yo, yo, yo. I used to be Drew. One day I turned blue. As a sweet, sure, berry, it makes me look scary. than I ponytail my hair. e, got me a nasty scar and a funky, fresh flying car. Now Drew be Dr. Dragon, so quit that yakin Think I'm out? Ha, ah, I'm backing. Over the course of this rap, he says things like, <laughs> you may think I'm a villain, though I'm just chillin' and I'm a player just playing his play. and i can't tell i can't tell if the writers are in on the joke of how bad this is or if they're really trying i think it's probably a little bit of both i mean yeah you can't just you can't just be a you know if you spend your whole life trying to be a cartoon writer and then some some man in a suit comes in one day and says okay write me a rap song (laughs) it's only so good it's gonna be you know yeah
0: yeah i think they tried to they tried to warn us at the beginning (laughs) uh but they still had to go through with it.
1: Uh and he ends it he ends it with saying for sheezy it's off the heezy. Uh which is just it's just shorthand for saying you're out of touch. Is using <laughs> that is using that phrase in a, in children's entertainment. It's it's so rough. It was rough for me when I was like 13 or whatever watching this episode. Like I hated it. I was like this is not right. This is not right This is not right Readily <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is not right
0: <laughs> It bad
1: Well for that matter So is Ron's But Ron's is better
0: Yeah It's marginally better
1: Hit it Yo listen up Happy hallow from Ron Naked mole rap Is the name of the song Here's a story In all its glory and you'll know what the truth is. her on am a fish. Never heard a cat puck, never heard a puppy purr. My dad's allergic to every kind of thirst. So I searched for hairless pets on the internet. Saw JPEG of a bank bang. What is that? That, that freaking thing. Come on, yo. Let the girly sing! Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It just makes me upset. This whole this whole rap <laughs> bullshit makes me so mad. Uh okay. I
0: did have a, a part that I really enjoyed at the end of this episode was mm-hmm. um, when Draken asks if he won because Kim lands on stage in the middle of the rap, and then like Draken gets like covered in like some letters that fall on him, and he's like, "Ah, oh, got him!" And he's like, "Oh, what do you mean? I did I not win?" And then the host is like no but the in like air quotes imagine air quotes like i don't know what
1: this means but they've confiscated your warehouse and they're coming to get you
0: (laughs) and that was really good delivery that was really funny
1: very good uh and then the very very final thing that happens is uh we sort of cut and bark in in class is uh they've they've got the video of the of the america star makers episode playing and he's like i have to admit the song is both creative and autobiographical and he gives them a b minus <laughs> uh on the assignment <laughs> and they're honest but it's a b minus <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the writers looking back like
0: eh, not our best <laughs> uh cool so rory how are you feeling about kim possible now
1: Uh, now, now here in the meadow, I, it's, it's as good as it was at the beginning. It it is. (laughs) Wow. You know, what's funny about the meadow is that I, I, because you can't say bad things. I really just can't tell what your, what your truth is. Should I, should we, should we leave the pixies behind for one moment and go into the, this, the scary woods (laughs) full of the, full of, you know, evil words. I don't Get know up. if we
0: should I the uh, live action Kim Possible trailer is over there, and I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know if yeah, we should we speak ill of it because it's not in it. the spooky wood. I, have we all watched that trailer, by the way? I
0: ha- I have. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: I- you know, look, I'm I'm gonna try to be as optimistic as possible and just say that. I mean, it looks bad, but it's also <laughs> not not for us.
1: I'm gonna it's be as optimistic a... as possible. It looks bad <laughs> <laughs> Yeah no it's the, the not for us complaint I think is is, is valid. Uh, I would say though there is a there's an undercurrent of of the same mistake made over and over, which is the live actionization of animated things. yeah and whether
0: it needs it or not whether it's the uh, optimal
1: a, a, a reboot impossible is fine a movie is fine. I don't think it was smart to make it live action no no.
0: No, the special effects budget clearly was not there to do it justice.
1: But also, you know, like we've talked about over the last hour, like, these stories don't make sense. They don't live in a world, like, because of the I agree. Yeah, we're able to overlook all the weird shit about the premise and just enjoy it. When you put real people up on screen, it makes it a lot harder for us to be like, how does... To, to buy into, into the does, silliness. Yeah, like, where does she get her money? Like, Rory's money <laughs> complaints would be so much more... Real in a live action Kim Possible. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel.
0: Although I Um, will say if they were making Kim Possible episodes today and they did that that shampoo episode, I feel like instead of American Idol, he would go on like Shark Tank, you know, he'd go on like Uh a show called Fish Tank and be like, "Okay, here's my pitch. It's brainwashing shampoo.
1: Right. What do you think, sharks? And then they'd (laughs) be like, no. (laughs) Definitely not.
0: (laughs) And then he'd feed them to actual sharks. but.
1: And I want to I wanna respond to what you said about it's not for us. I don't know who it is for. Like, what kids now in the Disney Channel or Disney XD demographic have watched this show? I mean, I know they rerun it a lot, but, like, this is not current kids' television. So, like, they're going to get a lot of people nostalgia glasses watching this new movie. Is that going to be for me? Is this movie going to be for me because I watched this show when I was a kid? And if not, then where is their audience? Yeah, like, I don't know.
0: And I, th- I honestly, most kids young enough only care about YouTube,
1: <laughs> YouTube, and TikTok. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only the only one that worked for me was the Power Rangers movie. Uh, oh, I heard that was decent. It's really decent, and I would say they were the best at. I would say not sort of relishing in nostalgia, but we're doing a lot of making a lot of choices clearly for the, the older viewer, you know, just mm-hmm. having ha- putting Brian Cranston in it at all was fun. Yeah. And, and, totally. and and similar. And a lot of the other actors, old actors got do cameos. Um, they play the old theme song during a, the fight scene at the end. It's Uh-oh. just, they, they're doing a reasonable justice to, to what, you know, what, what I wanted coming into it. Sure, is to remember
0: the better, well, the rose-colored glasses version of what you used to enjoy.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the movie's fine. So it's fine. And then on top of that, they, I would say, hit the nostalgia nail on the head. Right. Well, and they're trying to do cameos in this live-action Kim Possible movie, but it's different. It's like, yeah, you can have Christy Carlson Romano show up. But it's not going to be animated Kim that I watch. Yeah, it's the it's, voice actor. Yeah, yeah it doesn't like, really work. Like, that's not yeah. the same. You can get Patton Oswalt in there as Dr. Dementor. But, like, it's going to sound right. But he's still, like, old Patton Oswalt. Like, it's going to be weird. <laughs> well, Yeah, well, that's yeah. so that's kind of to the point of um, of the Power Rangers I was getting at. I don't think many people know Brian Cranston got his start doing Monsters for Power Rangers. He just right. did it for him. They didn't right. make he it was, like they didn't. Broke. They didn't make it a part of the thing like, oh, look, it's, we got the, it's you know. They just, he just did it for the fun of, you know, kind of put, putting back where he started. Hell yeah. And I think that's that's the tone you have to have.
0: They also, that was also a blockbuster movie versus the Disney Channel TV movie. <laughs> totally. Budget. So it's not fully even ground, I would no, say. No, it's not.
1: Uh, but Brian Cranston, I don't think had really been a film star at that point. He might have just done whatever he, the movie he did right. I after think the Pixies want you bed. to
0: stop talking about Bryan Cranston. For <laughs> oh, I thought so you
1: guys speak speak for can for talk Pixies. about all your actors. About. Austin, you don't get to just speak for the Pixies. I know you're the secret of the Pixies, but like they can speak for themselves. Yeah, no, it's fine. Right. You guys, you guys can relish in your actors, and you, and but when I do it, it's bad. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you got the, the point. So thanks for listening to Saturday morning <laughs> Tuesdays today. Uh, this has been really fun. <laughs> We love this meadow. This meadow yeah, good, We're going to
0: head good. over to the dark glade and, you know, turn off the microphones and just have a real razz fest.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to razz each other over and over until we're just dead tired.
0: We're going to shout so many swears, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it for us. That's it for Kim Possible. Um, and if you want to reach us, I guess you can
1: call, call us, us or maybe? beep us yeah oh i'm gonna have to say that's not not in the meadow you can't (laughs) (laughs) beepers aren't allowed in the meadow no that that joke set off the meadow oh no it's swallowing us whole Oh man, we're out here in the goddamn fart, 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 forest, fart, you, you fuck twits and, and skis bulgers just making up new swear words. Bart Bart. Skiz bulger.
0: Uh, <laughs> <No> <laughs> <Ew. mess balls.
1: laughs> you sucker boy. I'm awesome. wiping my I'm wiping my balls on this tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm carving your name in it, but it, but in the in the R I've drawn a penis. <gasps> yeah yeah you know well, what I'm, I'm saying i'm writing your name on my tree and i'm just wiping my balls all over <laughs> oh no these woods are so awful but thanks for listening to our whole show now, back I'm using to my my meadow. now no, we butt's can't ever it. go back now that i've tasted the sweet taste the mouthfeel of a swear i can never <laughs> go back to that meadow <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening to our episode this week impossible is fun uh but uh you know it's over so get over it you fuckers if you have some, if you want to leave us a dang note, a, just a, just a shooting, pooping, mean, nasty thing. Read <laughs> us some filth. <laughs> you Shoot can, you can poop. go to, you can go to iTunes and give us no stars. Cause zero stars on iTunes in this nasty place. And you can leave a mean comment, like go, go F yourself. I think it has to be at least one star. I think it has to be at least one star. Well, you can go do that and then you can go over to our website, which is sadamtuesdays.com and refresh it a bunch of times. Just (laughs) make us think we have a lot of visitors and a lot of hits, but it's really just you. It'll just be you. We have one of those counters,
0: one of those traffic counters at the bottom.
1: (laughs) Come join our web ring. And you'll totally set you know, you'll totally give us give us bad you'll make us feel bad about ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> then then while well, then we're at our lowest and we check in on Facebook. What's that? You're over there leaving mean comments there, too? <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, you said something mean on all three of those places? <laughs> well, I am just, I am, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm wiping my balls at, at that. <laughs> Keep coming right. back to that one,
0: huh? <laughs> uh, so next week, we are doing a whole new arc we're pretty excited about. Oh uh, yeah! excited to finally unwrap this one <laughs> it's mummy stuff
1: <laughs> mummy stuff oh mummies so, uh,
0: yeah so we're unwrapping this one uh, used it twice because um, yep. it's mummy stuff so we're pretty excited about that and we're gonna just watch shows about mummies and you'll find out which ones
1: and you can wipe your balls on that <laughs>
0: you can wipe your balls on that mummies <laughs>